Welcome to Females and Fine Fettle, from Wiped Out to Wealthy. This is where conscientious women entrepreneurs and women living like a boss come to learn about balancing their personal and professional wellness with ease. If you have the enthusiasm, motivation, and grit to make it happen, then listen up every Monday. To be sure you don't miss an episode, sign up for weekly updates at femalesandfinefettle.com. The following discussion is for educational purposes only and is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease. Please don't apply any of this information without first speaking with your doctor. Now, here are your hosts, Ashley Rose and Dr. Michelle, functional medicine doctor, naturopathic physician, and East Asian medical practitioner. Welcome back, everyone. Today, we're interviewing Mel from Mountain Mel's. She's an herbalist, outdoors woman, environmental educator, mom, and entrepreneur living up in the foothills of Mount Hood. Her passion for herbal medicine began back in 1999 when she moved to Oregon and was in awe of the vast array of plants growing up there. Since then, she began self-study programs and read as many books as she could get her hands on. She studied outdoor leadership and environmental and experiential education through Prescott College. Melissa's addicted to herbal conferences, including all of the National University of Natural Medicine's traditional roots conferences. She also also studied at the Elderberry School of Botanical Medicine and is trained as a clinical herbalist through the Portland School of Traditional Western Herbalism. She's a current student of Dr. Aviva Rahm's Herbal Medicine for Women's course and continues to seek more herbal knowledge whenever and wherever she can. She's also the founder and formulator of Mountain Mills Essential Goods, making herbal products you can feel good about putting in and on your body. Mountain Mel's is on a mission to inspire people to take better care of the planet through taking better care of themselves naturally. So we hope you enjoy. All right. So let's get started. Uh, let's test your intuition. What is the first question you think I'm going to ask you? Hmm. I think it's going to be, uh, what else can I tell you about me? Or yeah, what is my background? <laughs> um, what's my background and how did I get to this space? It's a really fun thing to think about the trail and the journey that's brought me here. But I'd like to say it started, I used to be a, a wilderness therapist and a hiking guide. And I was always interested in a background. I have a background in environmental education and and experiential education. And through playing outdoors all the time, my love and passion for nature obviously deepened. And then realizing that there's plants out there that can help heal people just oh. with like, oh, wait, this is it. This is what I need to do. I need to help people and the planet by practicing with herbs. And oh, yeah. I love herbs. Herbs are such magical <laughs> medicine. <laughs> Amazing. It's so funny. I, I love them. Especially when you you make something great for people, you help somebody out and they're like, oh, wow. I still get blown away by how it helps them, even oh, though yeah. I know it helps them, you know, but just oh, the yeah. stories. Yeah. It's powerful. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so what, what was your key driving force uh, to become sort of a woman entrepreneur? Oh boy, you know, honestly, it was all an accident. What? <laughs> I didn't really intend to be a business owner. I was just really, really passionate about bringing herbal medicine and things to people, and the business kind of fell out of it. So um, it's interesting now as I've grown as a business owner and start realizing, oh, yes, I am an entrepreneur. I'm not just an herbalist, I'm really like one of these risk taking, challenge facing people. And 
now that I recognize that and am willing to accept that, it's it's really fun to connect with other business owners and know that I'm not the only one that's going down this wild road of entrepreneurship. It's exciting. <laughs> Seriously, I can totally relate to that. <laughs> and I accidentally became a business owner is, is pretty safe to say. I just have a passion for something and you know, I decided I'd go for it and share that passion with other people. Uh, that's kind of perfect. I wish everybody could have that sort of same story. Like, oh, I was just, you know, doing what I absolutely love. And it just happened to turn into this business. It's so awesome. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> I'm grateful for sure. I'm one of those stories for sure. Yeah. Awesome. So how do you stay motivated when things don't quite go as planned? <laughs> Well, that happens sometimes more often than not. And I think what keeps me motivated is to remember the why behind what I'm doing and to really understand that there is a deep driven purpose and mission behind everything that I'm doing today. Mm -hmm. Then I take a deep breath. I go for a walk outside. I'm really fortunate that at my shop and my home, there's trails right outside the front door. And I go hug trees. Ah, <laughs> so good. I do, yeah, those, those are, remembering the why is important. Is your why a secret? No, I'm sure it's going to come out into the more, more of this. Really, my why is because as a whole, I am on a mission to inspire people to take better care of our planet through taking mm. better care of themselves. That's good. Right? It's good. Yeah. It's good. I love this planet and you know, we've got to do more. So Heck yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. So what book or what person has inspired you most in your life? This one kind of leads from what we were just talking about. And one person that I think inspires me incredibly deeply, and every time I tell this story, it's going to be a long one, um, every time I tell this story, I still get chills on my body, and it's really just amazing. But many years ago, I went out to Brighton Bush Herbal Conference just kind of on a whim. I had been studying herbs, like self-study and books and things, and I was like, oh, I'm going to go to this conference. And it was absolutely amazing. And I came away from that conference knowing this is what I needed to do. And at that conference, I went on an herb walk with Cascade Anderson Geller. And it was a really wonderful herb walk. And that was the, the class I got to take with her there. And while I was there, I met a woman who was living in Arizona. And she um, wanted to move to Oregon, but she needed sun. And I was like, well, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> You've got Bend and you've got Hood River and that's about what you got. So I wish you the best. And, um, you know, we had a great time. We really connected. That was that. And then fast forward several years later, I was going to school studying to become a clinical herbalist at the Portland School of Traditional Western Herbalism, which I think is vitalism, vitalist ways or something like that. Now it has a new name. Um, anyways, I was studying there and I was pregnant with my daughter and the next month Cascade was supposed to teach our, our class for the month and I was so excited. And then she died <gasps> and she died on herb day. And for almost two weeks straight after this, I kept getting very, very, very clear dreams of Cascade coming to me and saying, you have what it takes. 
you have the voice, you have the power to speak for these plants and their trees and this planet and they need you. Go out there, do this. I have have chills now. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. And I was never one to believe that somebody would come to you in your dreams and all this hippy dippy crap. And, you know, I'm very much a hippy kind of girl. Um, you know, it was truly very, very clear. And when I am having those tough times and things don't go as planned, I walk out into the woods and I reconnect with that. And I, I truly believe that she's right. One thing I've always had is a very loud and boisterous and powerful presence and voice. And, um, and I, that's what makes me realize I really need to be doing what I'm doing. Uh. (laughs) she inspires the heck out of me. And then I was going to get him. I was still pregnant. Um, I was going to get a Mayan abdominal massage from one of my herb teachers, um, Catherine Close. You might Uh know her. Absolutely. I've worked with her. Yep. Yeah. Um, She wasn't available. So she sent me out to Hood River. And I was like, oh, great. Driving over the mountains. A gorgeous drive. I'll just have this lovely day to Hood River. And I get there and the women and I recognize each other, but we can't tell why. And she's like, wait, we were on that herb walk at Brighton Bush Herbal Conference. That's where we met. And I was like, you are so right. And this woman is also an herbalist and her name is Katie Silva. And she's practicing now out in Hood River and teaching as well. And she had studied for years with the Mayans. And the Mayans believe that the spirit lives on for nine days after death to go give the messages that they need to give to people. And that's about how many nights I was getting these incredibly clear dreams from Cascade. Oof. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) That is so, so cool. I think I got the chills maybe like four times during that story. Oh, it's like four years later and almost five years and I still, I get the chills every time I think of that story. But it's so important for me to think about it when I get caught of growing a business. Oh my gosh. Yeah, for sure. That'll pull you out of the trenches real quick. (laughs) Well, well, for sure. Awesome. So what is the most terrifying, risky, or profound decision you've had to make in regards to your business? You know, they happen almost on a daily (laughs) basis. (laughs) But I did just have to make a really, really tough decision I did earlier in September. And I made the decision to close my retail space, which Mm -hmm. was serving as an apothecary tea and smoothie shop for people up in the foothills of Mount Hood. Um, I made the decision to close it. I think it's a great decision to do. It's something I would love to revisit in the future. But um, honestly, I took on too much, too Mm -hmm. fast. Mm -hmm. And um, my product line continued to grow, whereas the shop continued to take my time and attention and money. Mm -hmm. So, and my health and well-being. And we'll get into that in the next question. But um, yeah, it it was a tough decision. And... Yeah, I do it with incredible amounts of optimism. Awesome. So, so uh, absolutely. Yeah. We, I, um, I can't remember which, it might have been this last podcast or the podcast um, before actually. Uh, yeah, it was the <laughs> Banish the Bullshit and Bring on the Bounty podcast. But just it's that same thing. And not to say your shop is 
bullshit by any means, but just like we need to shed so that we can or prune so that we can actually grow. Right. It's like needing to prune those trees in the winter so that they can like totally bloom to their fullest and provide all that amazing fruit in the spring. Like it's essential. (laughs) Yeah. It's so funny. Like in the business world, people will call those things failure and such. And I'm like, no, it <laughs> no. certainly wasn't a failure. It was a very expensive learning mist- exactly. lesson. Learning lesson. <laughs> exactly. um, and I'm grateful I did it. And in hindsight, I totally know why I opened the shop. And um, I still see a need for what I wanted to do out of the shop, but I can't do it all. Yeah. Even at though least, I think it's super at least woman. right now, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I do think it's something that could be done in yeah. the future again. Sweet, yeah. sweet. Yeah. Cool. So has your health ever come between you and your business? It has. <laughs> and that's ex- another reason why I decided to close the shop. I was doing way too much. I'm a mother of a four-year-old. I've got a partner. I've got me, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing entirely too much. I could feel my cortisol levels skyrocketing and my lack of sleep and not ability. I wasn't able to schedule time to care for me and I thought I sat back and I looked I'm like what are you doing like here you are you're running this business that's supposed to be all about health and well-being and inspiring others to take better care of themselves but look at what you're doing for yourself yeah start with you before you conquer the world totally totally another learning experience (laughs) exactly (laughs) awesome do you you have any um self-care practices to help you recharge and if so what's your non-negotiable Non-negotiable for me is remaining connected to nature, going outside and being on walks and yes, hugging trees. Like (laughs) if I don't have that time, it's everything for me. I get my cardiovascular exercise there. I get my connection to nature. I get to breathe deeply. It's my meditation. Um, That's my non-negotiable. Of course, I love a good yoga class. I love a nice bubble bath with great herbs and calendula and Mm. lavender and a mile in there and Billie Holiday radio. But I don't get that time as often as I once did in life. So definitely getting outside. Mm. I I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Flashing myself with a nice, cool mountain spring water somewhere. Uh, yeah. I mean, you are definitely <laughs> in the place for that. <laughs> uh, fortunate in that way, for sure. Awesome. Like so, I planned it that way. <laughs> yeah. So what um, entrepreneurial hacks or tricks have you discovered to help keep you focused and productive during your busy schedule? Shameless plug, drinking lots of where is my mind, which is mental clarity and focus. It really, really helps. Um, Another thing, lists, and not only lists, but prioritizing those lists. Like, sure, the list is ever growing as an entrepreneur. It's never not there. But some things really need to be done right now. And can be done a little bit later. That, and for me, I have to have music. So... I need music to stay focused or I go a little crazy. So I listen to Study Vibes radio lately on Spotify. Nice, yeah. I, I'm so into it. It's got the greatest little grooves and jams. I, I love it. So That's cool. Can <laughs> yeah. you share what herbs are in that tea? Yeah. Where is my mind is go to cola, ginkgo oh. balloon. 
Pa. Yes. The top two, um, we use rosemary and peppermint for their flavor and for their functionality. There's some nettle, some ashwagandha root, and red clover. Oh my gosh, what a lovely blend. Really nice blend. I love it. And go then to, go to cola is like one of my top herbs when I was going through school. There's some, I had some crazy connection with go to cola. <laughs> I keep trying to get my Where Is My Mind served in the little cafe at that school. <laughs> I ah. get no the president wants my tea there. Like, maybe you could serve it too. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, one of these days, it'll happen. Many, many, one of those list things, it's on there. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. All right. So top three blogs or podcasts that you can't imagine your day without and why? Well, I have recently begun listening to podcasts, and I, I can definitely go through days without these things, but I drive a lot into the city, which is always an hour drive, so mm-hmm. I've got some kind of podcast or some jazz music going on, depending on how traffic is, but <laughs> um, lately I'm really geeking out on my entrepreneurial journey, so I really love to sit and listen to as many podcasts as I can that relate to that. One I've really been stoked on. I don't know if anybody on your show is going to be super excited about it, but it's Taste Radio. And it's just these guys that are talking about the food and beverage and natural products industry and how it works and who's who and all these learning lessons and and stories of other entrepreneurs that have come up from nothing and really done something great. So that's one. Um, I listen to Aviva Rahm's Natural MD Radio nice. a lot. Um, and of course I love females in fine fettle. Oh, you are so sweet. (laughs) How can you not? It's like short, sweet, simple. doesn't take up too much time, but the message is so positive and so spot on. So yeah. Thanks, Mel. (laughs) All the time. Yeah. Thank you. All right, so if you had a little magic in your pocket, what is the one thing that you would change in the world? Oh, our beautiful, precious world. So many things. Um, You know what I would love to do? I would love to turn back all the damage we've done to our planet in the name of greed. And I would love to ensure that people are educated with compassion for all things living on this planet. Mm. That's what I would change. <laughs> nothing big. Yeah, no big deal. <laughs> nothing heavy here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Seriously. It's pretty yeah. solid. <laughs> right? <laughs> Dreamer. <No. laughs> oh. uh, we'll, put, we'll put all those good vibes out there. Mm. Yeah, we've got to. We've yeah. got to. So what is your current project or passion? Who projects and passion. My current project lately is probably not all that exciting to everyone out there, but I'm doing a crazy little thing working on raising funding for my business so that we can continue to grow. <laughs> a lot of opportunity to grow and people that want to grow with us. And what I've come to learn is that it takes money to do that. So. Oh, yeah, for <laughs> sure. I think I'm just kind of stepping out of this little role of I could do it all myself and like, hey, wait a second, a team would really help me do this on a much grander scale and really make a positive impact instead of impact 
thousands of people, we could reach millions of people if I could have the right team with me. So that's time way in over my head on, but it's it's going fairly well. So we'll, that's awesome. We'll Do you have? Is it more like national or international dreams, or just expanding the T line, or? Uh, well, you know, I definitely love to get the line going national, but I've got to start Northwest first. Mm-hmm. Um, we are just now, like even this month, beginning um, spreading out from San Francisco to Alaska to Idaho and Montana. And um, that's a, a pretty cool thing from a girl who started a business out of her kitchen. Oh, so cool. Um yeah, it's exciting. I'm really excited for the people that have said they really want to partner up with me and they see outrageous amounts of opportunity. And yeah, so that's kind of been what my head's been trying to wrap around this whole time, that and keeping up with things. So yeah, building is exciting and playing with my four-year-old daughter as much as I can. <laughs> that's awesome. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that you want to share with the audience? You know, I'm just really honored that you had me on your podcast. I'm so thrilled and excited. Oh, you have been an awesome guest. Yes, I could also say to all your ladypreneur listeners that being an entrepreneur is probably the greatest challenge you will ever face tied with motherhood. My (laughs) advice to you is not to do them at the same time like I did. (laughs) I will never take that back, but I know that one day I'm going to look back and go like, holy cow, you are one strong and crazy woman. Yay, (laughs) I did it. So, um, you know, it's a wild ride. It's an exciting ride. It's full of ups and downs and thrills and all around. So it's exhilarating. Yeah. 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 Which is why it's so important to be doing what you love, right? It's like if you weren't in love with what you were doing, there's no way you could keep up with it see how people do it all the time when I'm out there meeting all these other business owners and they're like well I have this business and I don't really care about really what we're doing but it's going to make me money and I'm like right, oh right. <laughs> yeah how good for you I hope for you that one day you find your passion to help you make money yeah <laughs> yeah oh geez but so we're all different different little colors of leaves on the tree so exactly exactly <laughs> So how can our audience find you? You can find us at mountainmels.com. You can find our products set new seasons in the wellness department and market of choice and Alberta Street Co-op and Food Front Co-op and Peoples and soon to be all over those states I just listed, um, which is super exciting. Or you can come visit me at our little shop and production facility up in Welch's if you're going to play up on the mountain. Oh, fun. Do you do um, online ordering as well? Yeah, you can find us at mountainmels.com. And since you ladies are all female and fine federal listeners, we're going to do a 20% discount for you when you listen to this podcast. Woohoo! Yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much, Mel. That was awesome. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. It's exciting. Thanks for joining us, Mel. We loved hearing your insights. Be sure to visit femalesandfinefettle.com and click on episode 19 to grab your freebie. Today, Mel has generously provided a 20% discount to all our listeners. So head on over and get your special discount code. 
Hey, it's Dr. Michelle, and I cannot wait to meet you back here next week. In episode 20, we'll be talking about the societal implications of the diseasification of menopause and how that affects us ladies as we enter the age of wisdom. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great rest of your week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Females and Fine Fettle from Wiped Out to Wealthy, a podcast to fit your lifestyle. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, rate, and review at femalesandfinefettle.com. If you have questions or topic ideas for upcoming episodes, we'd love to hear from you. Please be sure to tune in next week.